1: Go to slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns.
2: you gonna play that dastardly intro? Ow! This movie's still fine. A cool. Co- One of them dies, they go screw. One of them's a hockey, his name is Jack. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. Agree! You forget that films are supposed to have a point. You know, sometimes we disrespect the movie, and sometimes the movie disrespects us. And I think this week, definitely, the movie disrespected us. I think that uh, there is a lot of mutual respect, relatively speaking. Um, I think we were very disciplined. Yes, we were. Phones off. Just studious, attention. workmanlike. Yeah, I, it was almost. I think because. Well, I can only speak for myself, and I will only speak for myself, but I was so um, doggone tired yeah, that I was unable to rail against the film, as I usually would. Interesting. Uh, exhaustion can often lead, in my experience, to almost denial of what's happening, and uh, but for exhaustion I guess that makes sense though it sort of just it rendered you vulnerable yeah and the movie kind of had its way with you we're also kind of um, not listless list, list is that the word listless yeah we didn't have any lists we haven't made any lists we were less lists and more watching a film this week um I think that's the right way around I think everyone else has it wrong oh damn it I knew this was gonna happen I was trying to remember right up top um what was in that MacBook Pro box because I cracked it this week and I knew I'd forget and I knew I should have written it down and do you know what I did none of those things it can be tough I uh, if we are going to talk about it you know I had a pretty strong inkling on what was in there myself really yeah Wow. look this is highly unorthodox minute and a half in but shall we why not Getting getting sentimental with James Reed the height of the Los Angeles summer. Yes, I'm there. Mm, arid. I'm not, it? but I'm saying mentally. You've painted yeah. such a vivid picture. I knew that totally. I, I completely Sorry, I'll, I'll step back in. No, 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 no. No, you go. You keep going. I just want you to know that the way you communicated that when you said I'm there was very clear to me. Okay, I'm coming back in. And I'm in. Cool. Uh, the Los Angeles summer. Oh, I'm there. there. It's, and I don't mean physically because that wouldn't make any sense because I wouldn't be able to talk on the microphone in the room with you. I mean, like you have just you've you've set me in my mind's eye to be in that environment at okay. that time of the year. Again, I I I understood what you were trying to do with language pretty much immediately when you said I'm there. Yeah. So if if when I do you it, know, this, I'll leave you to it. Okay, you, you go on. I'll, so I'll when I it do it this time. If you just trust that when you say I'm there, or if you say I'm there, yeah. I understand the, the context with which you're using that turn of phrase. Sure, sure, sure. The Los Angeles summer. Ah, oh, yes. I can feel it. Not literally, because I'm in Auckland at the moment, and Los Angeles is, I don't know, 10,000 kilometers away. Do you mean away. more sort of, in center of the sense of the picture I was painting, you could experience the, the oh, arid see, heat of the Los Angeles summer? You know me so well. Yeah. You get it. Incredible. What were you saying? The Los Angeles summer, yes. Uh, th- the hot, hot uh, sun high in the sky, and uh, you know, heat waves coming off the ground on the tar seal. James Reed from the Feelers has uh, been at the supermarket buying a few things. We've all been there, yeah, relatable. That is relatable. Uh surprising that they didn't put it in the movie. Actually, so relatable it was this trip to the supermarket. He bought himself two heads of broccoli. Great. A handful of overripe avocados. Yep, 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 yep. And um, 10 kilograms of honey. That is a crazy guac. Yeah, well, he's actually they're not all going to be used together. He's oh, buying okay. them for different reasons. So he, got, he went home. He used he, the handful of uh, overripe avocados. He threw them at his neighbor's house. Just. Has nobody had a really loud house party the night before and had been very disrespectful. And James Reed had said, you know, man, if you don't sort this out, I'm not going to call noise control. I wouldn't disrespect you like that, but I'm going to throw like several brown avocados at your house. Now that's essentially biological warfare because what you're doing is you're lobbing a bomb over there that not only will stain his beautiful, I assume, picturesque painted house, but because of the biomass of that rotting fruit... Yeah, it's a stone fruit. It will not only smell, it will attract beers. Really? Yes. In the bears, Californian summer? Yes. Beers love avocados. They love overripe avocados. They've got a nose for overripe avocados. They will smell it like a shark would smell blood in the water. You know, wow. A thousand, a thousand kilometers away. Think of the longest distance you can think of. A bear It's will be longer able than a thousand kilometers. <laughs> What's longer than that? 2,000 kilometres. Touche. But a bear will be able to smell from a distance of 1,000 kilometres away the scent of a. You know, you'd a, think a we'd hear more about avocado. that because we always hear about that piece of shark trivia. Yeah. And to me, the bear one is almost more impressive. Well, bears are just land sharks. So, unripe or overripe avocado is their version of blood. You know? Okay. I mean. It feels like parts of that don't quite add up, but I'll take you at your word. You haven't put me wrong so far. Well, you know, whenever a bear attacks a man, like a human. Yeah. A person. Non-gender specific. If you dig into the records. That's right. Bears don't discriminate everybody. Except, except in this way. 10 out of 10 people attacked by bears are big avocado consumers. No. I don't know, even know how you'd study for that. How would they solve for that? The FBI. What? The Federal Beer Institute. There's another FBI. Yeah. There's two FBIs. Yeah, yeah. The Federal Beer Institute. You got it. And so what, the, what does this team of people do? Publicly funded team of detectives that investigate bear attacks. Publicly funded in yeah. America. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, their whole job is to try and, over time, reduce the number of bear attacks that happen. So they've got to find correlation between the bear attacks that are occurring. And uh, guess how what? Long, Avos. How long have, has this team of uh, investigators been you know, operating? Well, um, I believe Edgar Hoover started it in the forties. I don't know when Edgar Hoover was president. Tim, was he president? Look, this is your. I mean, I'm fascinated by everything you're saying, but I don't have any any. I don't have a modicum of knowledge about any of this stuff before you told me. So, so, so Edgar Hoover did such a great job starting the CIA that they made a dam in his name. But then, when he retired, he started the FBI, the Federal Bear Institute. He retired, but he still somehow publicly funded it. Well, he, he started it. The public funded it. You ever heard that song, We're Going on a Bear Hunt and We're Not Scared? Yeah. It was the official in-team song of the FBI. It was like, uh, you know how army platoons have their own little uh, ditties? Yeah. It was, it was the FBI's one. Okay, so what you're saying is that what James Reed from the Feelers is doing? Mm. How how well known is the FBI? Can I ask? Do you think James Reed is in the, f- the news all the time? Okay, so, I mean, <laughs> first of all, J- James Reed from the Feelers must know what he's doing. Then, when he's throwing these avocados, that he's uh really starting something. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Yeah, he's coming in weapons hot. I'm also, I just can't get over how, how attracted and sensitive bears are to smelling avocados. I mean, yeah. there are avocados year round all over California. Yeah. And New Zealand. But luckily, we've got a large body of water and no bears that are here. So they can swim, but not that far. Yeah. Um. Uh, wh- how are there not more bear attacks? Because the FBI's figured out what bears hate. What do bears hate? Honey. Bears. Love honey. That is I mean No that's that is, that no, is no, that, well known. No, that's propaganda. By who? who? FBC. What's that? Federal Bear Council, obviously. I'm I'm laughing <laughs> because this is so obvious that <laughs> and, 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 okay. I, I'm just I'm struck and the fed- by your lack of knowledge. The Federal Bear Council, it's their job to it's protect sp- No, this they they're I mean, they're deep state, but they've gone bad. <laughs> Ow. And they they spread bear propaganda that bears love honey. Bears do not love honey. Why what is why the thing. The FBI, their role is to keep bears separated from people so they don't attack them. I thought you said it was to investigate the correlation between cause of bear death. Yeah, exactly. But their overarching mission is to protect both man and bear, okay? They've got an ambivalent agenda benevolent i mean and the fbc uh they're bad guys they just want to kill all the bears it's kind of like an x-men you know how um, so, wh- professor xavier thinks that the humans and the mutants can live together but magneto's like nah we got to kill all the humans the fbc is magneto how in this example. does them spreading propaganda that bears love honey uh how does that get them closer to their because bears hate honey it would be like saying humans love arsenic you know Let's feed heaps of it to them. But people don't feed bears honey. Don't they? <laughs> no, bears get it for themselves. Wow, I think that's just propaganda that you've been consuming from the FBC. Man, i got to say, this did not go in the direction I imagined. What, what, what direction did you think it was going to go in? Just well, uh, by the way? The James Reed from the field is throwing the avocados at his neighbour's house. It was just a, a minor preamble to the. The actual gift. Mm. But, I mean, you've obviously been <laughs> doing no, no, no. a lot of research and you've just sprung a lot of new information on I me. Mean, it doesn't have any bearing on what's about to happen, but yeah. it's just I didn't know the gravity of what he was doing before giving the gift. Well, now you do. But let's uh, m- move forward. I want to hear what's in that MacBook Pro box. Well, before we can get to that, what he does, he he, um, he puts the two heads of broccoli in the vegetable drawer in the fridge. He's going to fry it up later. Nice. Fry broccoli. I dig that. Yeah. Bold. He's going to cook it in uh in a lot of butter mm. and garlic and uh, he's going to put some some like uh sliced almonds in there with oh, it. oh I'm there yeah not physically though I hasten to add I'm yeah, not in a okay. kitchen at the moment I'm in I the studio in the backyard once you've explained the way that turn of phrase works once you really don't need to keep just making sure that you understand to, yeah. what's happening I still have that one locked and loaded okay but he's not doing that till later and then he takes a, a MacBook Pro box from the MacBook Pro he bought himself two days prior. Mm. Uh, and he's taking the MacBook Pro out of it now and he doesn't really care for the box. He's got enough money that he doesn't even care about the warranty. He's just like, this is my MacBook Pro. If it breaks, I'll get another one. Uh, and he fills up the box with honey. With all Love the honey. It. Love it. Yeah. Uh, and he, he wraps back up, puts it in the bag and then he, he gives it to uh Zicoli. And opens it and he goes, oh, my God. What? We've got a bear hunt on our hands. No. Uh, no? Sorry, you go. Well, he goes, oh, my God, this is so much honey. How do you know I love honey so much? She mm. said, Zicoli, I know you better than you think. I know you love bees. Go outside. Look in the letterbox. And Zaccoli goes out the front and there is, he's still carrying the MacBook Pro box full of honey. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a very angry hive of bees. Oh, no. Are they that, Africanized bees? What does that mean? They sting you, and they work together. Uh, all bees sting, don't they? Oh, if pushed, but not, like, proactively, unless they're uh, Africanized well, bees. What James Reed from the fields has done is he's he's tracked the hive that made the honey inside of the MacBook Pro box. You follow this me? Is their, this is their This honey. is their honey. Oh, shit. Yeah. God damn, you you weave a good tail. I don't know if these bees are Africanized Mm -hmm. or not, but they're angry, certainly. Um, And Anzacoli goes, wow, they like me because they all look at him and the, the collective buzz of the hive falls silent when they can sense their honey and they look at him. And he goes, wow, they like me. And then they all f- fly towards him. And he says, they're coming to give me a hug. Oh no. And James Reed from the field is, he's standing next to Simon Lee and he's shaking his oh, head my and he's gosh. laughing. He's it's like going, my girl. I'm getting a flashback. This yeah. is awful. And he goes, bees don't hug. And then Zakola gets stung hundreds of times. Oh dear. And, uh, it's, it's actually not, it's not summer at all. Do you want to know what the, the season is? What? It's, um, it's, it's the fall. It's autumn. And, uh, it's actually April first. It's April <laughs> Fools. Just wonderful, <laughs> from front to back. What a great gift, and what an excellent retelling of what happened that day. Mm. It was like I was there, though. I hasten to add, uh, I, I wasn't. Yeah. Um. So that. That's what was in the box. Yes. Um, I mean, there was a lot of good little nuggets of information there about the, the FBI and, you know, what bears do and don't like, i got to say, Tim. Always uh, been a big fan of bears. But outside of, you know, the huge, vast sum of information you carry around about all sorts of different trivia... Mm. Uh, what were some of your findings from the movie this week? Whose performance did you find strong? Well, I'll tell you, uh I probably noticed in the strongest terms spinny man today. Ah. And he's uh, an old which I he's it, from uh from back in the day. From, from back in the day, he's at the party and he's he's spinning around while uh Zeiss Fron is doing a sweet DJ set. Yeah by the looking pool. It's his main dance move, spinning. Spinning around, so that's good. And that's he, really exciting to me, because I don't know that you'd seen him before, and I'm, I'm not sure I him to, to you. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was, like, it was like playing with a fidget spinner, but seeing it in real life. Maybe he kicked off the craze. do not I? Impossible it, to tell. Um, I, but think he, I think he didn't. I'll tell you who else. Um, I really, this watch, I was, I was paying attention to the ladies of this film. We're talking Sarah. Oh, yeah. More specifically, just her. Sarah, it felt like I was ramping into a list, but more specifically, just Sarah. Sarah is probably the, certainly the top three in terms of how well drawn they are um, female characters in the film. Uh, She comes in, weapons hot. She knows both Zacoli and Squirrel. She seems to be excited enough to seem to walk up and say, hey, you know, make a request. Head uh, on, head on Zakoli, I think it'd be fair to say, and dance with Squirrel, and it's quite exciting. You know, she's got a lot of energy. Yeah, uh, and she certainly feels like she's bringing something in terms of the level of intensity to the film. Yes. Is, I mean, wh- what what is that? What you thought? Absolutely. My issue is that she is discarded almost instantly after her introduction. We see her, she fucks Squirrel, and then she bails, and never to return in the film. I'd love to see a bit more of Sarah, to be honest. She seems like a real LA scenester, like she's at all the parties, at all the clubs, and I just I'd like to um, follow her around for a day. You know, maybe we could get her a spin-off film. Yeah, in fact, one of the did we meet the guy or did he get in touch with us? Who's her agent in real life? It was her talent agent? She's yeah. a, an online superstar of mm. some description. It's funny actually because there's a few in this film, aren't there? I think we've talked about it before. Just uh, that. There's the guy who's sitting down at the table who says, I'll 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 throw throw you in a vine, vine, make you famous and shit. (laughs) A vine. (laughs) I didn't think it was possible to date a movie that came out in 2015 (laughs) quite so badly, but they did it. Well done. You picked the one social media platform that didn't make it into (laughs) 2017 alive. Even fucking MySpace is still around. You guys hedged your bets on vine, you idiots. (laughs) Yeah. I can see why you'd go Vine, though. In terms of visibility, it was either Vine or Instagram, I guess, because, you know, you're not going to recognize someone for their great tweets, necessarily. Nah. You can't cast, you know, an egg or a funny cartoon picture. It'd be funny to um, make someone Facebook famous, though, because that's not really how that works. Like, everyone will add you as a friend. You'll be Facebook famous. Oh, not with a fan page, just your personal page. Yeah, yeah. Just with you as an individual. Everyone will friend you. What's your metric for accepting friends on Facebook? Uh, it's a complicated calculation that mainly centers around number of mutual friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How good is it when there's uh, one of those bots, which is uh, a sexy lady with a... um eastern european name yes and she has you and or like you know you get a few say every month and they've always got the same mutual all of them have the same mutual friends it's always the loneliest men that's what cracks me up there's always or generally at least like one dude who's been like yep (laughs) we're mates i'm like oh fucking hell dude she's not real (laughs) that is a hacker yeah trying to steal your shit how does, how does that work? Do they add you in if you accept them? Do they send you a message? Yeah, I guess so. Strike up a convo. Uh, hey, what's your star sign? What's your credit card number? Let's keep chatting. Seems too direct. Yeah, probably as a second question is a bit early to be introducing that into the conversation. But just giving broad strokes of how that goes down. I've got no idea. I've never been. Uh, oh, someone's trying to hack me at the moment, though. No shit. That's how are weird. they doing that? Well, I got um, I've been getting emails recently from uh different accounts that I've got. It started with my Steam account, which is like games. Ga- it's like Netflix for games, but it was around before Netflix. Steam always has very good security, and I've got like a um, like a what do you call it? Like the two factor security thing on it. Yeah, and it chucked me an email about a month ago saying, "Hey, someone in Russia's trying to log in for- to your account, bro." Do you want to maybe check on that? it definitely change your password while you're at it. And I didn't. Um, but then I've been getting emails from like Twitter and Instagram and stuff as well going, hey, uh, we've detected some suspicious account activity from...
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
1: Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off
2: outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Korea, on your account, do you want to change your password and look into that? And? I... Really, definitely should after I put this uh, podcast out. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they're a a podcast fan who wants to steal your identity. I don't think that's it. Okay. Well, there's going to be egg all over your face. when I'll um, feel like a bear in summer with a honeypot. That's where that saying comes from, by the way. What saying? A honeypot. It's a term of art used by people like the FBI. It's the Federal Bureau of Investigation if you didn't know okay how could the saying derive from bears with honey and then be accredited to the fbi and for that not to be the federal bear institute the federal bear institute didn't like make it up and neither did the federal bureau of investigation but the the, the, the latter fbi use it a lot honey the term is honeypot it's just like spies and espionage and stuff it is it means I, something not... that you, you put out there that looks attractive but will be dangerous for you because the original honey pots were painted in a way that they look like rotting avocados, so the bears would be attracted to them and then when they would scoop their hand and in and eat it, it was poison. So for you're them. telling me that the expression egg on your face derives from the original bear to the honey pot? Probably. Almost definitely. I don't see any correlation between those two. Are you just throwing stuff out to test me now? Well, just to have egg on your face... Wait is... a minute, but you brought up egg on your face, didn't you? Yeah, and then you told me that the original saying no, of No, honeypot. That... Honeypot is the one that originated from bears, parlance. Oh. Honeypot, not egg on your face, honeypot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Still, you know, it seems unlikely to me, but yeah, you seem... it makes more sense. Nervously in the sidecar of this motorcycle i'm riding at the moment i would and, say and looking to leave at the first red light if i'm, I'm being honest trying to leave i'm just um just astounded at how little i i don't think i knew a lot about bears but mm. i thought i had a vague handle on uh what they do and what they eat and their ability to them. smell yeah and what if you want to look like a really smart guy in front of bear enthusiasts don't call them bears call them land sharks okay Thank you, Tim. Welcome. Whose performance did you enjoy this week, Guy? Uh, well, if I may, there was... Um, my Shining Light this week was uh, delivered uh, by Zakoli doing a very strong piece of acting. Uh, when I might have even dined out on this before, but I was so taken by it this week, I'll dine out on it again. He wakes up after the party and he has a very dry mouth and there's a bottle of water with the cap off which I thought was quite a I think the cap's off or it's certainly only like a third full uh, it's, a, it's just a nice little detail and he immediately has to drink it and as someone who uh, has slept in a lot of hotel rooms where I've sometimes because of temperature reasons uh, left the AC on for part of my sleep uh, that's that'll really dry your mouth out why does that happen? what's going on there? What? I don't get that. What? Well, like, what is it about the AC being on that dries you out? Maybe my mouth dries itself out. No, but there's definitely a thing. Like, you're, you're speaking truth to power right now. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Is so it the circulation? Does it take... I get, okay. Does it take Let's the humidity out of the room? It, it, it must. It, because if you think about it, like, if you put your clothes outside on any kind of a day, it's kind of the air touching the surface of it that takes a lot of the moisture out. Even if it's not that sunny, it'll dry them out a little bit. But if you put them in a... Not if it's raining, mind. Well, you've got me there. They'll become wetter then. If you put them in a room... Will they still be clean? Now, we're getting somewhere. Now, now, now this is a philosophical quandary for the ages. At what point are the clothes no longer clean when they're on the line? Where's the line... On that line. Well, in Auckland, this is quite commonplace because of the um, subtropical climate. Yeah. I've hung out clothes to dry before that have become fully dry. I've failed to bring them in before a passing rainstorm and they've become wet again. Mm. And one shower, I think to myself, those clothes are still clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, no, they're probably not cleaner, but they're still clean. Um, two two lots of rain. Yes pretty careless as a clothes owner uh, but I'd probably still be okay I think mm-hmm. it's when you get into your third rain shower so the clothes have been uh, wet from the washing machine then dry mm. from the sun then wet from the rain then dry from the sun then wet from the rain wait how many are we up to now? four? that's two Okay, two from the rain Okay, and then when they're dry again yes. they're still okay, okay. if it, they get rained on again those clothes are going back in the washing machine my friend the third rain shower is what makes them dirty for me. The clothes after a shower get them in after an hour. The clothes after two rainstorms you are still ah oh, I mean even the first one wasn't to stick the landing on that. <laughs> yeah. Um what what is your policy? I mean is rain dirty? I will leave my clothes out for an infinite amount of time and bring them in when they are dry to the touch and I Will not bother myself with what has happened in betwixt I'll leave them out for multiple days uh, Why are you doing in. that? Oh, laziness Let's not get carried away
0: Let's Laziness Let's not get it twisted, yeah
2: It's the only reason Yeah I guess I just don't care enough about my clothes Guy Sue me You know I don't think I can sue you for that we formulated an alternative theory of the movie this week based on a single line, something we often want to do, that involves um, Zach Fron being a terrorist. <laughs> And planting bombs everywhere, and I can't remember where it came. What was the line? Uh, it's it early on when they're they're driving. Uh, Somalis dropping Zaykoli back at his house after the That's night right. out on the rantan, and uh, he notices her keyring and says, "Stanford, it's a pretty good school." And then I said, "Be a shame if something happened to it." <laughs> yeah, which then spun into a conversation about Zaykron planting bombs all around the place. Yeah, school. Campuses. He put one uh, at. Stanford. Mm-hmm. He put a bomb in at uh, UC Davis. Is mm-hmm. that the name of the, you got the it. university yep. where he could have run track? Yeah. It seemed to me like what was trying to come out of the movie through those moments was that uh, Zucoli takes issue with higher education, uh, an opinion which eerily mirrors your own, Tim. Ah, oh, sort of. Yeah. You're yes. referencing something that no one listening will know about no but last night as part of your job yes as a host of a program on tv yes you uh chaired a discussion around the idea that tertiary education uh is reaming the young people of new zealand yeah and the not way that it's structured. being done at the moment yeah and in america it's also expensive there so the solution according to Zeis you know violently remove them from the picture which yeah. can i just say i'm not pro it I'll stick my neck out and say that I don't think we should be bombing schools. Yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. But Zuccholi this week, he he just he had a real some something in him which couldn't he couldn't stop. Do you know what's, we don't see any of them get detonated? Do you know, it struck me about the film this week. I just can't believe how quickly they get over the death of Squirrel and how little consequence there is to his passing. Now, we've mentioned this before, I think, but. The dudes would be on the hook, I would imagine, for manslaughter, at a minimum. Yeah. Now, the boys are at his funeral. No one seems to have an issue with this, to the point where they're in the front row. No, they're in the second row, but they uh, are putting dirt on the on the uh, coffin of Squirrel, mm. which seems like they've been accepted into the fray as a serious part of his life, which they were, for better and worse. Uh, for better... They have a lot of fun together. They go to parties. They work together. Uh, for worse, um, they killed him by plying him with cheap drugs acquired by Johnny Depp, the group drug dealer. Uh, that is definitely manslaughter. It's not best friend material, I don't think. Best Friends don't kill best friends. I've always said that. Yeah. As sure as bears hate honey. Friends don't kill friends. How many sort of uh, bits of modern language, you know, colloquialisms and whatnot, and uh, similes and metaphors that we use um, are derived from the history of bears? And uh, I don't know if there's a culture around all of this information, but bear culture. Mm. I mean, more than you would think. How many more, though? Could you put a percentage on it? <laughs> 50? half of all sayings half of all culture half of everything (laughs) yeah half of everything derives from our knowledge appreciation and interpretation of land sharks we are truly a species that has derived our value and built our societies around our reading of land sharks for example a house eerily similar shape to a sleeping bear Uh, in winter when it hibernates uh, where do you think we got the idea to cuddle up inside something that looks so eerily similar to a sleeping bear all houses are different shapes and no house specifically looks like a bear unless you're building a house modelled on the likeness of a sleeping bear houses look like houses Tim let me ask you two questions how many houses have you seen in your life uh, hundreds, maybe thousands. How many land sharks you seen? Uh, maybe four to five. Yeah, there you go. Increase your sample size before you come at me with this nonsense. How many bears have you seen? Uh, seven or eight. Oh, wait, what are pandas? <laughs> pandas are bears. Are they though? You would know. <laughs> what are the ones that there's, they're not, but they are. Oh koalas No wait Koalas are marsupials Yeah But I still do. I think that's a conspiracy I'm, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm in bed with you on that one <laughs> Koalas are bears Australia And yeah. stop correcting me Yeah hard out man Good on you for speaking truth to power On this important issue <laughs> What else to say about this film One of my first words out loud uh, When the film began was Boy do I regret bumping us up to 60 I had forgotten that I'd done it. I would like it to be known that I still haven't publicly agreed to this. You don't need to. I agree. We both make decisions for both of us, but (laughs) individually. We individually, each of us, make decisions for both of us. And it it has happened and it will continue to. This is why we've got such a strong relationship, guys. A lot of trust is needed for that. You're shaking your head. I I don't think you saying something and it being a reality is what makes us good friends. That's what makes uh, the dynamic in this friendship off balance. (laughs) You're you're being a real Johnny Depp right now, man. (laughs) Buying drugs, feeding him to my friend, killing him, attending his funeral, going back to work for Paige, not going to jail for manslaughter, winding up in an audition in a room full of people auditioning for the role of me. Shaving off facial hair at a critical time while shooting a film, yeah. Whistling, wondering what's happening in that bathroom. What did happen in that bathroom? I'll tell you what happened in the bathroom. Zayce Frond lit a bomb off in there. Oh but wow! But just a tiny little one. He was testing. Not like a. Not like oh, a I, I bloody, I bombed that toilet. Like nah, a, a small literally. explosive device. Yeah. That being said, it was filled with human feces. So potato potato yeah that's a funny uh it's a funny not at your own not at your own housewarming that seems uh irresponsible but i mean doing it at anyone's housewarming is irresponsible but you know at least at someone else's house you don't have to deal with the mess you imagine that that's that's truly um i mean that's unparalleled because it's something that's not fatal but just you're right up to the line of hurting someone aren't you letting off a bomb full of human poos in someone's house it's very disrespectful (laughs) it's probably one of the most disrespectful things you could do because you have to do so much stuff in cold blood it's not like vomiting on a wall because you drunk too much or pot plant there are a lot of steps you need to undertake uh, premeditated to set up the condition where you set off a human feces bomb in someone's house so that's what's happened yeah obviously they don't get around to addressing that because um, bigger fish to fry yeah and by fish I mean squirrel and by fry I mean die that works okay cool It's just checking just checking bigger in. fish to fry bear or otherwise in terms of origin that's a bear thing obviously Bears? who loves who, who who loves fish well land sharks Bears don't fry anything. They eat it raw. Not anymore. When did they? And why did they stop? You're familiar with the Greek legend of Prometheus? Stealing the gift of fire from the gods and bringing it back for the humans? Yeah. So the bears have a similar mythology whereby they stole the gift of fire which they applied almost exclusively to frying fish uh, thousands of years ago. But it burnt down too many forests, so they made a rule, no more frying. That's it. But the saying persisted. Bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish to fry, yeah. Throw me some more idioms. Let's. I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down or if they're land shark related or not. Uh, I I can't think of any other idioms off the top of my head. Uh, A stitch in nine saves time. Wait, reverse that. A stitch in time saves nine. Not bears. That one's us. What does that even mean? It means that if you do something at the correct time, if you take your time early, you'll save yourself time later correcting for the mistake. Nine being the amount of time you'll save. Correct. Nine what? Nine units of whatever the one was. So if you take one unit of time now... You're saving yourself nine times that amount later because you're not going to make the mistake you have to correct. Okay, that was a good explanation. Yeah. Uh, and that's not beer-related. That one's us. Uh, Beers can't What about a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? Beers. Okay. They don't call their hands hands. They call them paws. Well, they probably don't call them anything, but it's not called a beer hand. No, but that's the whole point. It was started by bears. That one started by bears about humans. <sighs> so the, in the idiom, yeah, they're talking about a mankind. human with them. They're saying, "Oh, we'll tell you when a human's got a bird in their hand." Yeah, that's worth double. Okay, two birds. Okay, in the bush. I think. Did you have a shining light, Tim? You'd want to hope so, wouldn't you? You know, I mean. <clears throat> Of all the things I enjoyed about the movie this week, I think I enjoyed Sarah the most. So it would be probably her moment where she comes on to Squirrel. She gets battered away from the affections of Zeiss Fron and she she doesn't she doesn't get upset. She doesn't get um, particularly deterred or slow down at all. She simply moves her sexual focus over to um, the late great Squirrel. Says, "I like your t-shirt, Squirrel." Yeah you gotta um, you gotta respect that someone who knows what they want and they're not afraid to do whatever it takes to get it she's like a good bear focused and she'll come back from whatever you throw at her S- such a bear heavy episode I mean <laughs> a land shark if you wanna impress I, the bear aficionados I don't really mind what the bear aficionados think of me and i can't imagine singers. we've neglected to discuss any of this you know fascinating history of beers and over three years of recording mm. i can't imagine us having a very dedicated beer aficionado fan base that's fair but if anyone from the fbi or fbc are listening can i just say thank you for joining us and also i don't want to watch this movie anymore dude let me throw that at you. I genuinely... I, oh, you've, I'm done you've, now. You've revoked the right to have that yeah. opinion. I mean, you're right. But fucking hell. Oh, boy. I really shot my mouth off this time, haven't I? You're right. We've got stuff to look forward to. Director's commentary. Absolutely. Coming up soon. Coming up soon. Very soon. Maybe the next episode. More guests. I would love that. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's still work to be done, isn't there? Always, and forever. I don't know that it necessarily feels like we are um, getting anywhere in terms of un- unearthing the real message in this movie. But we will. Yeah, but we will. And even if not, we're still using it as a vessel to discover uncharted territory to me mm. with regards to things that Tim knows. And if learning all about bears requires Tim to watch the movie we are your friends 48 times before he's triggered into sharing all of this public or secret public information it's public you're um, just an idiot okay that seems fair and as good a place as any to end uh, this conversation about the film we are your friends thank you so much for listening um don't don't like and subscribe Don't review us on iTunes. I like that. Using the old bear psychology, very good. <laughs> Fuck you! Ow. This movie's still fine. <laughs> the Pastor. One of them dies, that goes screw. One of them's a hockey, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. <laughs> you forget that films are supposed to have a point.